Oh, you thought I wasn't going to be back. But guess what? Like a bad smell. Always lingers. Always hangs about. And I'm always back again. So here we are on season four, guys. Episode one. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining in. If you're a long-time listener, hey, welcome back. I appreciate you hanging around and appreciate you guys being patient. Nearly stopped podcast before. Had a little bit of an epiphany. Change it up. So it's going to be a mixed up there. We're going to mix up the platform, the kind of way we do things nowadays sort of thing. So, um, yeah. So instead of previous having guests coming on, talking about what they've got to do and selling what they've got to sell, crap, let's get involved. Let's let's change it up. So the format for the show now is just me talking about stories. Me and my dulcet Scottish tones, chatting away, having fun, putting my sarky twang on things. If that's what is dark sense of humor, people say I've got a dark sense of humor. Ah, we'll find that out anyway. So I'm chatting to my mate, a few mates a few weeks back, and they were talking about dating and uh, horror dates to be on. I thought, oh, that could be a good one to research and actually get into. So I obviously opened up the, the floodgates to my socials and obviously did a bit of research and found out the best and funniest and worst Tinder horror stories out there. And that's what this episode is going to be about. So sit back, put your feet up, turn me up, let's have some fun, and let's have some fun at other people's expense. It's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to this. Hit the music, let's go! So here we go. We're back into it. So I thought, as I mentioned before in the intro, I said to myself, well, I could open this up to my socials, uh, up to Instagram, got a few replies. On Facebook, got a few replies as well. Some of them are good, some of them are just completely crazy. So I've also kind of uh, looked for stuff on the internet as well. Obviously, different websites, because Reddit is great for these sort of things. If you ever want to have a chance of looking at just how awesome the internet is and how awesome just the world is, just jump on Reddit. If you guys listen to Reddit or read Reddit, you guys are awesome. You're my kind of people. So um, I'm not going to mention who these people are because the, you, you guys, you, some of them might, you might be listening to this, going, oh, that's my story. So that is your story. There you go. You've made the cut. And also might put a little bit of a teaser in there because I've got a few stories myself that I might actually compliment on. So uh, <laughs> let's get this underway. So we've got this guy, right? Uh, he says, okay, he says, name McConnell's underscore neck. He says, it ended up being a double date with his mum and her okay Cupid date. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. He told me that he and his mum were a package deal. I was mortified and there was no second date. Oh, holy shit. Imagine that you rock up and like your date's mum's sitting there. I mean, what about the guy who's going on the date with his mum? Is that not the most awkwardest thing in the world? Going out on a double date with your even your mum or your dad or whatever it is. Jesus Christ. I don't know what to do. I don't even know how to handle that. All right, so here we go. Some from Anonymous. Oh, we've got our first Anonymous. After a movie date with a guy I met on Tinder, he came back to my place. Oh, it's getting good already. Like it. We'll call him dude. He's going to just call him dude. I, it's such a great day. Oi, dude. I told him we could hang out for a bit. But after, uh, but hang out for a bit. Um, but he's, she's got work in the morning, so I need to go to sleep soon. Our restrictions already. See, this is what happens. My first inclination is, why are you going out on a school night? Why are you doing that? 
You never know. You, you, if you go out on a Tinder date, always keep the next day free, just in case. Just in case. Never know. But dude said that was fine, but he was hungry and he was going to order food. So she went, okay, sure. Orders two large subs from Potbelly and a milkshake. Downs it. I, I don't think he downed the Potbelly sub. Well, imagine he downed the milkshake. Good effort to him. Seems as if he was a bit hungry. Work up an appetite. Oh, here we go. We end up messing about and fall asleep in bed. Good effort. He got himself, got, got lucky there. Sounds like a successful date so far. Where's the horror? Well, <laughs> let's find out. God, that was cheesy. Sorry. Regret that. I wake up in front of my... Hold on. I wake up to my front door opening and closing several times over a five-minute period. My dogs are going nuts and it's 1am. What the hell is this guy doing? I walk around the corner to make eye contact with dude who is in a squatting position over my toilet <laughs> with a stick poking around in murky brown poop water that is millimetres from overflowing onto the bathroom floor. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, you can imagine what's happened. The pot belly sub is reimmersed. See, this is what happens. He got himself fed, milkshake, got down and dirty. It all just curled up inside his belly and it all just went to town. See, that's uh... <laughs> so you can imagine he's plugged the fucking toilet. Oh, that's horrendous. Horrified, he yells, Stop looking at me. <laughs> Don't look at me. Go back to bed. I have it under control. I'm still waking up trying to understand what I'm saying and what's going on. And I just start nervous laughing. Mate, I would not be nervous laughing at that point. If you look over and you see someone you've just basically had sex with chucking a stick down a toilet, but it's overflow, you would not be nervous at that at all. And you wouldn't be going, ah, oh, I'm just going to go back to sleep then. I didn't know what else to do. He yells, why don't you have a plunger? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. I've never needed one until now. <laughs> He tells me to go back to bed. He has it under control. I remember hearing him peek into my room a bit later and heard, I fixed it, and then heard him leave and my door closes behind him. You can just imagine that, can't you? Hi again. I fixed it now. See you later. Good to see you. Uh, let's, let's meet up again, yeah? <laughs> nope. The next morning, I hesitantly approached my toilet to find the water is down, but there is something poking out from the bottom of the toilet like he didn't get it all. <laughs> Upon further inspection, what I was seeing was the tip of a stick, some gloves, towels, and, <laughs> and barbecue tongs. I uh, Later, I pulled out approximately three foot of stick from my toilet that I had broke off, followed by several other stick fragments. Dude had broke several sticks. I heard my door open and close so much because he was going outside to look for his stick. One would break, he'd go get another. Dude had left drippy poop water stains all over my bathroom floor. <laughs> After work that day, I went straight to the store and bought a plunger. Oh, my God. That is probably the worst thing you could ever do. Anything that's got anything to do with poop or anything to do with any sort of bills and stuff has to be, like, the worst nightmare. Always reminds me of, um, you see, Dumb and Dumber. When Harry goes upstairs, the toilet doesn't work. And uh, Lloyd is, uh, oh, Jim Carrey's character is uh, laced his, uh, his food or drink for laxative or something, I think it was. And he just goes to town on that toilet. <laughs> the toilet doesn't flush. It's the, probably the most funniest scene in cinema. You know, it's, it's brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Right, here we go. From, oh, this one's anonymous as well. Uh, I'll, I'll, it says a chick said this. I'm not going to say that. 
a girl said that she was having a work party at a house. Okay, this is actually starting to be a little bit weird. And uh, I should come over. Okay. It's BYOB. Oh, bring your own bottle. Oh, bring your own bottle. That's fair. Well, you have a work party. Yeah, you should bring your own stuff anyway, even if it is work. But you should at least put something out, like a good little bit of nibbles and stuff. That's what it should be. Bring your own drink. You cater to the food. That's what parties are all about. So I brought a six pack for myself. I, oh, no, oh, oh, whoa. You brought a six pack for yourself. Now, dude, that's no, not having that. Rule number one, guys, if you're listening to this, you can agree with me, guys and girls. You ever go to a party, or yeah, it doesn't matter if it's a work party or anything, you don't go with six because that's just not going to cut it. You go with a crate, crate of 10, or you can get 12, 24, or if you're a gangster, go with a keg. Don't just sort it yourself, you selfish bastard. Come on, etiquette, switch on. Went to her place and noticed that half of the people were younger, 17, 18, while I was 21. And the girl was also 21. That was a bit weird. They then gathered everyone in the living room and proceeded to talk about the job. Turns out it was one of those pyramid schemes recruiting gatherings. Oh, no. I just sat there drinking my beer. Only one drinking for two hours because I thought it was rude to leave because they were selling sob stories and saying how much this job had helped them. Right, hold on. It took you two hours to drink six beers. Jesus Christ. That, they would have been gone within the first hour. You definitely need to get at least 10 or even 12. Jesus Christ. Sat there listening to some head of group guy saying how he can make millions in a short amount of time. Saying bullshit like, you see my BMW 3 Series out front? That's a company car that you can drive around in if you do what we do. I fucking hate these people. I hate them. I've come across these people before and I can't stand them. A lot of people of that sort of mentality have actually tried to come on being guests in my previous episodes. And you can see straight through them. Oh, I've got this course, this will make you millions. I can tell you how to make millions within a short period of time. No, you're a prick. How much is your course? Oh, was it $9.99? But you reduced it to about $1.99 for a limited time offer. Fuck you, prick. I can hate them. Never went to work parties for a Tinder date again. It was a complete shit show. And if it wasn't for the beer I bought or the Tinder's date's dog, <laughs> I would have just left. Beer and dog, and just sit there and heckle. I would have done. I would have sat there, drunk the beer, and played with the dog and heckled the guys up there, got drunk and heckled the bastards. It's basically what you need to do in these sort of situations. Because as soon as you get into that sort of mentality, straight away you're going to go, this ain't going to lead to what I want it to lead to, so I'm just going to have some fun. That might just be me. I'm just taking a piss, you know. Fuck it. <coughs> cool. Got to do this. So I met this girl on Tinder. Oh, this is, uh, this, is, uh, yeah, this is from Anonymous again, actually. God, you guys don't like fucking giving your names out, do you? Don't know why. So I met this girl on Tinder and went for a lunch date. Ooh, lunch dates. I always think dinner dates are very, like, kind of, like, kind of normal, normal. Then you get a lunch date, which is a bit like, ooh, dangerous. The PS, there is this dance. The gangster move is the breakfast date. And now the breakfast date, now probably a couple of guys are probably sitting there going, you have the breakfast date the next morning. Way, possibly. But initially, you have the breakfast date. You never know. I've had one breakfast date in my life. And uh, there's a reason why I only had one. Let's just leave it at that, shall we? Uh, <laughs> so I met this girl, went for a lunch date. We had a pretty good connection. So you have decided to have dinner as well. Ooh, it went to lunch and went on to dinner. See, if you have a breakfast date, carries on to lunch, then carries into dinner. Then you have breakfast the next day. Oh, who's paying for that? After a few drinks, 
one thing lead to another. We ended up back at my place. There we go. He went. He knew what he was doing. We hooked up and went to sleep there. Look, that, that is commitment. That is. There must have been something good. I'm liking this story so far. Middle of the night, I wake up. She's intensely staring at me while she's crouched behind the bed. What? I asked her if everything is all right. She said yes and got back into bed. I thought, little creepy, but probably nothing to worry about. A little bit creepy and nothing to worry about. Are you fucking for real, dude? If I if I'm waking up in the middle of the night and there's a woman crouched at the bottom of my bed staring at me, I would be like, fuck this, I'm out. Get her, no chance. I get freaked out because when my daughter wakes me up in the mornings, she doesn't wake me up because she's obviously six years old and she uh, she gets up at like half five, half six, and I, that's middle of the night for me. So she walks over and just stands there and just automatically just wake up and there's just little fucking person standing next to you going, ah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Shit yourself. So that, oh, that's the start of bloody Jesus, some sort of fucking slasher movie or something like that. So, so he thought, a little creepy, but nothing to worry about. She lays down to cuddle with me and she's wet. <laughs> okay at the time i was like damn i must i must just be a stallion <laughs> straight away guys might think that way women are probably sitting there going oh my god fast forward to the morning she's gone and there's a wet puddle beside the bed she peed on the floor oh <laughs> i still don't understand it i had a bathroom but maybe she just got lost and couldn't hold it i did not hear from her again <laughs> absolutely outstanding that's brilliant jesus christ imagine being i've had that one before but i haven't had the girl peeing on the floor i tell you a little bit of insight into one of the ones i did i had a girl that we um kind of was talking to this is back in the day of internet dating it was like proper going probably 10 god years ago probably longer than that i was only young youngster at the time and i chat to this girl we met up she was from a different place she got went and met us over i think i was in swindon at the time met over went for a few drinks in the afternoon i met up with her at three o'clock and we we're gonna go out uh have a few drinks and then have dinner after that as well but we decided to go back to mine first get changed then go back out but during the afternoon she got absolutely legless absolutely legless and uh yeah so i was like okay she went out nobody would let us in because she was obviously too drunk so i said right come back we'll chill out Obviously, usual sort of stuff. We got down and dirty. And uh, yeah, so I literally woke up halfway through the night and she's next to me and she's literally peed the bed. Peed the bed. Couldn't fucking believe it. And I'm like, holy shit. So that was like three o'clock in the morning. She's, she didn't even bat an eyelid. She thought it was fine. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. What the fuck's this woman? So yeah, that <laughs> didn't, yeah, you didn't speak to that girl again. Next morning was very awkward. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to go for a shower for the next fucking two hours. <laughs> Just peed on me. I'm fucking sleeping out, you manky bastard. Anyway, so um, from Everything Bagel. Oh, first one, I like this. From Everything Bagel. After hanging out a few times, I went over to her place and we hooked up. Okay, get straight down to it. Don't hang about. It was pretty great, except I forgot her bio that she was fluent in German. Oh, Christ. And so mid-coitus. <laughs> Fucking coitus. Who says that? <laughs> Just mid-coitus. That like, always reminds me of Big Bang Theory, wherever someone says that. So, yeah. So, and so mid-coitus, this very cute blonde is shouting in German. <laughs> when, 
which no offence to Germans, isn't exactly the sexiest language in the book. It was so unexpected, and I was terrified. I don't, ex- I don't blame you. Can you imagine? You're like, yeah, yeah, Achtung. Ach. I don't know. I'm not very good at German, so I don't know. Sorry if anyone Germans are listening to this. My apologies. I think you guys are great, but your language is very aggressive. You know, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Another time, we went to grab a drink at the bar, and she obviously knew the bartender, and we were chatting her up, uh, and we were all chatting it up. She was hanging on to me. We had some PDA going on. It's a public display of affection, if you didn't know. After the bartender left, I asked her how she knew him. And she told me that was her ex-husband. Oh, I was, I was a bit shocked because we're all 20-somethings. Jesus Christ. When she went to the bathroom, he leaned over and asked me how I took the German in bed. <laughs> And I was still a bit shocked, saying, it's all right. He winked at me, and she came back. So that's obviously an ongoing thing. It's like, how did you think the German was? <laughs> Weird girl, nice guy, comped her drinks, as he, and he still remembers me when I go in for a beer. Oh, outstanding. That's brilliant. I don't know. You always get some people out there. Yeah. The thing is, with the, the online dating, you don't it's, – it's very quick. You know, I mean, there's, there's like Tinder and all these like kind of, uh, I think it's Bumble now, I don't know, Grindr, you know, big shout out to the, the LGBTQ community out there. We love you loads. But um, it's all these different apps and it's very quick. You know, you could chat to someone for like a week or even a couple of days. I've seen people chat to someone over an afternoon and they go later on that evening. It's very quick. And then you get into it. So all these people that go into this, it's like fucking whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And you're basically shagging them. You're sleeping with them that night. So there's a lot, it's a lot of crazy people, a lot of people that have got really good kinks and quirks and all that sort of stuff. You know, you always get the people that want to do fetishy stuff to you. Oh, I tell you what, people are weird, man. People are fucking weird. Can't get over it. From PB and Jam, I have a chip tooth in the back. Oh, I don't know if I'd say it right. Oh, I just read the next line. This is going to make me cringe. I had a chip tooth in the back of my mouth and ended up slicing this guy's dick open from it. Blood everywhere. He took off pretty quickly after that. I deleted my Tinder account shortly after. <laughs> Can't handle that. Uh, uh, that's... Uh, <laughs> no, no. Not playing this game anymore. Oh, that, That'll make you never want to go on a date ever again. Ever again. Can't handle that shit, I tell you. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Let's just move on from that one. That's that's making me, I don't know if you guys, if any guys listen to this, if it's making you fucking cringe, I don't blame you. From 20th Hockage. God, you guys' usernames are weird. I matched this uh, super cute girl on Tinder. We messaged back and forth for a few days. Didn't see any red flags. We just liked the same things and seemed like we clicked very well. So we decided to meet up at a restaurant for our first date. She told me to walk in, look for a woman in a red dress. To give you some context, I, wrote, I don't really do this very often, so I was pretty nervous once I pulled up. I double-checked everything. Hair, yep, breath, check. Nothing in the teeth, good lad. Check. Condoms, hey, God, God, hey, never know. You never know. Better to have them and not have them. Better to have them and need them. Better to not have them and need them than have them. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, good lad. So I get down to walk into the restaurant. And I started looking for her. The hostess offered the seat to me where uh, somewhere, but I declined. 
and said with a smirk, my date is waiting for me. It's okay. <laughs> Such a great thing to say. So I continued and walked in looking for her. I couldn't, I couldn't seem to find her, but as soon as I turned the corner, I saw a table full of boys laughing their asses off and recording my reaction to the moment. I realized I had been catfished and been flirting with the boys for the past week. <laughs> you gotta love it. You gotta love it. And hate at the same time, you bastards. Not had that one before, I can't lie to you. I've never had the lads uh, kind of catfish me, but they have been in the same place because that's the worst thing you can do to your mates. Especially from a guy's point of view, you always say like, oh, I'm going on a date. Oh, yeah, where are you going? Oh, I'm going down this bar around the corner. Oh, okay, that'll be good. Next thing you know, they're in the same fucking building spying on you and doing fucking scene, checking out your date and all that sort of stuff. Oh, look at her. Oh, she's all right, right? She's all right. Yeah, she's fit. Texting you while doing it. Had that before. So rule number one, guys, if you listen to this, if you can back out the dating scene, don't tell your friends because you will get fucking abuse. Been there, done that. So, Rick, 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 Rick. That is his username. Shit, you know. Met at Starbucks. She told me she was vegan and that she was cool, that I'm not. It's cool. That's not a bad thing. You can't, I hate vegans that hate, push veganism. Is that a thing? Veganism? Or basically being a knobhead. On to you. Uh, I order a coffee with cream in it and she screams in the top of her lungs and the crowd is Starbucks that I'm a cow murderer. <laughs> I... I just paid for my stuff and left. <laughs> oh, here we go. Well, I've only gone on one Tinder date. This is uh, someone from Very Small Squares. We talked for a bit, and I agreed to pick her up at Starbucks. What is it with Starbucks, man? Do you not have Costa Coffee in America? She looked nothing like her pictures, but I thought I should be nice and at least hang out with her for a bit. We went to our place, and the entire house reeked like cat pee, like saturated. Is that not? Is that not dangerous? Cat piss? Is that not got something that like? Can I, is that, I, I was going to say mixomatosis, but that's something rabbits. Is that not got something that develops a, a, a brain aneurysm in your head if you smell too much cat pee? It is. I've watched Train Spotting. One of the guys, Tommy, out of Train Spotting. If you guys seen the film, he dies because of that. Is that cat piss? Yeah, because it's harmful. I think most animal urine. I think any sort of urine. If you're pissing everywhere and you're breathing that in, is going to not be nice to you. Then she's. <laughs> Then she proceeded to show me her massive collection of animal tail butt plugs. Oh, this is going down a dark road. She screamed at her chihuahua and smacked it right in the nose and without missing a beat, just asked if I want to make out on the couch. <laughs> I awkwardly sat down and pretended to look at my phone and made, it, made up that my grandma was dying so I could go, uh, so I could get the fuck out. That's a fucking great excuse, isn't it? Oh, yeah, so I can't, can't go. Grandma's dying. All of a sudden, need to go. See you later. Bye. Jump out the nearest fucking window. Jesus Christ. Uh, Amy matched with my boy BFS fiance after the after the engagement party. <gasps> Screenshots of everything. I lost my BFF because I don't play like that. Good for you, girl. I was uninvited to the wedding. <laughs> really? Why? Marriage lasted 18 months. <laughs> Wonder why. Fucking hell. That's the worst thing, isn't it? Jesus. Hold on. It goes, oh. Nell underscore woe. I think I was someone's horror story. Oh, that's a new one. That is a new one. Someone's actually someone's horror story. I like that. I like it from the opposite end. It's always good fun. So we're actually listening to the crazy person this time. Here we go. My girlfriend and I had broken up for about a month. I'd still not gotten over. Hmm. Be all right. A month? Yeah, a month. That's fair enough. Depends how long you're together. So I started using Tinder to go on dates to fill that void. Ah, uh, see. 
that's the one thing you shouldn't do, buddy. Don't use these dating sites to fill a void. There's no void there. Only one thing can fill that void, and that's time. Yes, that's right. I said time. Dr. Phil moment there. Write that down. One girl made the unfortunate decision to go on a dinner drinking date with me. <laughs> the beginning of the date was going well until we ordered a few drinks and I proceeded to spend the entire two hours talking about my ex and venting to this poor girl. Oh, that's fucking harsh, man. That is, you're always going to get these people. If you're newly single, guys, if you're out there, if you're newly single, guys and girls, sorry, you're always going to get the one person that's hung up on their ex. You know, they're never going to... <coughs> oh god excuse me you're always going to get that person that's hung up on the wrecks and all that sort of stuff and it sucks guys do not go out on dates if you're not ready get over who you're with first then you're not going to be good you're not going to give that other person like you know you know what you don't know what other person's having to do you know you could be the perfect person for them but you're too busy chatting up someone else talking about someone else to actually enjoy that person's company stop being selfish it's not fucking therapy session Supposed to be a new start. Use it as that son of a bitch. He's, God, I'm coming out with some belters today, isn't it? Ryan Walker's fucking therapy sessions. Anyway, so here we go. This one's an old one. Uh, well, wow. This is, yeah, I found this one. Um, this is one that I found online, actually. Um, Jamcat 55, 10 years ago. Jesus Christ. This is a good, oh, yeah, I remember reading this. I know what this one's about. Sit down, guys. It's a long one. So here we go. I'm not proud of the decisions I made at this point in my life. And I feel the need to explain a few things first. At this, at the time this happened, I was 26, I was living with my parents. My father had lost his job and my mother broke a leg. My grandmother was fighting cancer. The whole family just sort of came together to he help each other out and get through it. That makes sense, man. I appreciate that. It's a hard time to go through, man. Go on. I moved from the town. I was taking some occasional university classes uh, to be back home, take a full-time job in a pharmacy, and just turned into a workhorse, 60 hours a week on my feet. Hey, dude, enough respect for you. That. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. You know, we, we all go through things. We have to kind of suck it up and get on with it. And uh, But I can imagine it's probably feeling the strain of that, I would imagine. I had just gotten out of a bad relationship. Oh, it gets worse, man. I was extremely lonely and cooped up in my parents' house around all the depressing stuff. After a few months of this, I decided to get online and see if I could find someone to have a little happiness with. So that's the thing, isn't it? Having a few happiness things. It's the thing that I'm rehashing what I said before. You know, there's a void in your life, and you're not going to fill that void with someone else. Someone else is not there to make you happy. You have to make yourself happy first, man, before you can make someone else happy. Strong believer in that. Very. After being banned from Plenty of Fish, I got on you. Okay, cute. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Plenty of Fish, right? I've, I've been on Plenty of Fish before. Don't get me wrong. And I have uh, had conversations with girls who have been on Plenty of Fish before. Now, I've seen the, the girls' background, the girls' messages, and I've seen the sort of messages that they get on a day-to-day -day basis. And they're pretty rough. Um, so I'm wondering what the fuck this guy did to get banned from Plenty of Fish. So I'm, I'm not too sure. After that statement, I'm not too sure about this dude, to be quite honest with you. What do you think? Jury's still out on that one? Yeah, let's, let's find out. Let's find out. See what he's got to say for himself. Uh, I met a girl who looked gorgeous in all their pictures. We sent some messages back and forth, and I found her to be pretty interesting. We agreed to meet. It's cool. It turned, it turned out she was a few months shy of 21, okay, and couldn't go to the bars or have drinks with dinner. And it was pretty standard for these type of things. Drinks are a must. So that's fair. That is, isn't it? You know, it's, if you're, you kind of, it's, 
I don't know how how old's this guy? That's the thing. How old is this guy? It doesn't really say. I'm just trying to look. No, it doesn't say. But she's 21. Okay, so he must be an older gentleman. Must be like late 20. What do you think? Late 20s, I think. So uh, so there you go. So I agreed to buy some booze to bring with me to her place. Oh, dude. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the brakes. Hold up. Guys. Guys, girls. Oh, dude. Biggest rule. Biggest rule you can ever do is do not meet up with a person on a first meeting at your or their house. You meet at a fucking public place because you don't know Girl or guy could be an absolute lunatic. Axe murderer, anything like that. You don't know what's going to happen. Now, if you're fucking listening to this right now, I'm going to tell you something. If you get fucking on the, do the business and uh, you meet up with someone at your house, they come to your house. One, they know where you live. So if it goes wrong, they know where you live. Two, if it goes wrong, they know where you live. And three, if it goes wrong, they know where you live. Fuck's sake. Don't do it. Jesus Christ. So anyway, let's get back to it. I'm going off on a tangent again. Stellas are talking. So I get myself cleaned up, haircut, clean the car, do the grocery shopping, print directions to her place, and get on the roads. It turns out directions... Oh, print print directions. Oh, this is... This must have been a long time ago before sat-navs were actually a thing. We actually... Guys guys and girls, back in the day when it was um, before smartphones and stuff, we actually... Well, smartphones were just coming of age. We actually had to print our directions. Yeah, that's right. We go on the website, you print to and from, get a printer, and you had a fucking about six or seven sheets of paper where you were driving. It was fucking horrendous. And nine times out of ten, they were always wrong. Always wrong. So, um, yeah, it's great. Count yourselves lucky you don't have to go through that. That was horrendous. So here we go. Where were we? Uh, yep, turns out the directions were crap. Told you. And I ended up making a three-hour trip out of it to her place. Christ, not realizing how far away she had lived. Jesus. I get to the girl's place and, oh shit, it's low-income housing for the impoverished. Oh God. I knew it was that kind of neighborhood when I saw two young white trash teenage kids hitting a cat with a jump rope in the parking lot outside of the girl's apartment. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> and he puts on there, somewhere in the distance, I heard God and my ex-girlfriend laughing together. Yeah, that's it. Karma, bitch. This guy doesn't seem like he's uh, all about it, to be fair. So my jury's still out on this, dude, to be honest. My jury's still out. We'll see how he gets on. She came outside to greet me. She wasn't fat, but she looked very unhealthy. Some spare flab around the middle, dressed in a slutty, unflattering way in dirty clothes. Her jeans were so long, they dragged on the pavement around her feet that turned brown at the heels and smelled like they were infused with cigarette smoke. Christ, how close were you to smell her fucking legs? She had took, um, sorry, she had the look of a girl who ate too much fast food and took too many painkillers. Oh, Jesus. She was the oldest 20-year-old I've ever seen. But still, she had a nice face, and I had came a long way. Oh, God, I don't know. I remembered her playful, interesting talks, and so gave her my best smile, and to tell her it's nice to finally meet her, she smelled at the air, uh, smelled at me, and oh god, she had a set of pea-coloured chompers that looked like they were often used to open coke bottles. It dawned on me I have never seen her teeth in any of her pictures, just her boobs. There we go. I cussed myself for being so dumb and hard up. See, there we go. This guy's a bit of an asshole, to be fair. I'm not too sure. He's been very judgmental towards this girl. Uh, and yeah, he's just yeah, he's making some wrong decisions in his life. He, he seems a bit desperate, to be fair. 
we all get that way sometimes. It's just what it is. But anyway, let's, let's find out how he gets on. I do the quick decision to just go for it anyway. Nobody knew this girl or that I was there or what I was about to do. And no one needed to ever know. I could take my shame and bury it. I had already invested so much time and energy in this. I clutched the six pack and a bottle of uh, tequila and my paper bag like a life preserver. Me and Josie <laughs> would make it through, to, through it together. Christ. We drink our beers and watch Idiocracy. <laughs> what a shit film to watch as well. On a couch while talking about. I learned she's jobless, did not graduate high school, lives on government assistance, and the worst for me, she had no desire or plan to improve these things. She was happy. I break out of tequila and we start taking pools in the bottle. The sun is going down, but not too quickly enough. I'm sinking faster than it is. We go out to her balcony and some, and some of the brighter stars are already visible in the sky. The tequila bottle came with. <laughs> Excuse me, right there. Eventually, I'm drunk enough, the sun is down, and by the light of the bug zapper, her face is not bad at all. <laughs> I kiss her. Oh, dude, what are you doing? You've just been sitting slating this girl with what she looked like and how she all is and all that, and he still does that? Come on, man. After a few minutes of kissing, she goes in to put some music on. Not, oh, not a moment passes before I hear the dulcet tones of insane clown posse drifting on the wind. Oh, Jesus Christ. They are terrible. Absolutely terrible. I considered leaping out of the balcony to my death, but decided it's too embarrassing for my friends and family to find out I was there. Turns out the girl doesn't have a bed. As she gets drunker, she begins to share more about herself. I'll spare the details, but it's apparent she's, in a, very, she's a very damaged person. My head is spinning from the booze, but I had a sudden, sudden moment of clarity. This girl is drunk. Although she is of legal age for a good romp, God, that sounds horrible. She is mentally not older than a high schooler. And although not too drunk to consent, I know I'm never going to call her or see her after. And I think of what this might do to a damaged girl with issues. A good effort to you, buddy. You're kind of redeeming yourself a little bit, mate. I excuse myself to the bathroom and start drinking water from the tap to sober up. I remember staring at myself in the mirror and thinking of how thankful I am for everything that I have in my life. That's a bit of a wake-up moment for this dude, looks like. But he's doing the right thing. He's doing the right thing. When I come out, she was passed out on the couch. I gather my shoes, wallet, keys. Money is missing from my wallet, but not too much. <laughs> and the girl doesn't even have a bed. I just shake my head and leave. Once in the highway, I drive like an idiot. I'm drunk, I'm lost. I get pulled over by the cops in his parents' truck, smelling like tequila and not wearing my shoes. Oh, Jesus Christ. The police ask me if I've been drinking. I just say simply, yes, I have been drinking. I give them my papers and whatnot, and they ask me to step out of the car and do the breathalyzer. The cops see the results and start laughing at each other, but it doesn't tell me the results. They don't really need to, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, when you, breath, when you do a breathalyzer test, the cops start laughing. Yeah, you're pretty fucked. You're pretty fucked. I know I'm too drunk to drive, but couldn't fathom having stayed at that girl's place any longer. I gambled and lost, but to this day, I'm just glad I didn't hurt anyone, and I've never drunk driver, uh, driven drunk again. I hope not, mate. I hope not. After the cops asked me, cops asked me why I was so far from home and what I'd been doing that night, I just tell them the whole story. I made them laugh mostly at my stupidity. There is a moment, though, that still sticks in my head. The officer said to me, you live with your parents and this is their car. How old are you? I've never felt so low. Oh, realization moment, mate, I tell you. It's a bit of a wake-up call for this, dude. They took pity on me. 
There was a hotel across the street and they gave me a choice, check in or go to jail. So I got a room for one. The cop said he saw I'd never been in trouble before. And because I worked so much and trying to finish school, he wasn't going to ruin my future, even though I'm already old as fuck. <laughs> there you go. So this guy is probably, what, late 20s, early 30s. And good effort to these coppers, man. I won't keep slating the cops, but they're decent. There's some decent ones out there. Yes, some knobheads, but he found some decent ones for a change. That's good. I woke up in the morning, the hotel bed. I called my boss and told him I won't be coming in. I just sat in the bathtub in that shitty hotel on the highway in some part of Indiana. That's obviously in America. Nobody never need to know. Oh, sorry. I just got lost there. In some part of Indiana, nobody needs ever go to. Thinking about everything I'd done, the risks I've taken, how I could have hurt someone, how lucky I was, how bad I felt for that girl, how grateful I was to those cops. What kind of person I wanted to be from then on. I thought so much, I booked that room for another night and stayed there thinking some more. I don't know why I've typed all this. If it's relevant, if anyone will read it, I don't know what the point of it is really. Only that, I still feel shame and this is kind of therapeutic. I'll try to say something meaningful though and wrap it up. I was a man drowning in my family problems work problems and personal problems of loneliness and academic failure. Unsure of where to go in life and just so unbelievably exhausted from working myself to the bone and seeing no meaningful gains in life. I thought finding a woman would help me to fix myself. So I go online and in order to find a woman, I painted myself in the best possible light by misrepresenting who I was and what I was about. I admitted my problems. I was an iceberg with a polished 10% shining above the water and a heap of shit underneath. I met my match and I got what I deserved. I think this is the essence of what online dating is. People who can't function in everyday life just to hide behind the screen, putting through the net tubes only parts about themselves they know others will like, but only the lies they think they can get away with. If you are lonely and you think about absolutely need to find someone so that you can be happy, that's the impression I got from many people I met online, then chances are there are other things in life bring you down besides just being alone. Work on those things first. Knock them out so you can be truly happy on your own. Then finding someone to be with will be easier. It will happen naturally, and it will be a beautiful thing when it happens. After I checked out of that hotel, I turned my life around. I met a wonderful woman, and we are very much in love, and I will probably get married soon. I'm grateful for that but I wouldn't have been possible if I hadn't confronted my own shit. If I kept hiding behind the screen, misrepresenting myself in the hope of getting my dick wet here and there with strangers, I'd probably have ended up in that shitty motel bathtub again, considering opening up a vein to let all the regret out. In part, love yourself, love thy neighbour, do not meet your neighbour's wife on Match.com and try and love her. <laughs> wow. That was a, it's an interesting one, that, guys guy went through a lot of shit and he's uh, redeemed himself so there you go i gotta agree with him i got to agree with him when it comes to obviously online dating it's become so apparent now with obviously the online stuff everything's online socials online you meet people online vr and all that sort of stuff that's web 3 tobacco we're going through but stop painting a picture of who you're not you know there's a lot of people out there who are hurting and a lot of people who are going through some problems you don't need to get someone else to fill that void for you or fill that hole that everyone says. 
no pun intended. But you have to work on yourself first, guys. You know, happiness doesn't come from other people. Happiness comes from you first. Love yourself first, and you'll be able to love someone else. So there you go, guys. So there we go. I think we're going to wrap that one up here. Some good stories there, some funny ones, some uh, ridiculous ones, and uh, a really nice one at the end. So, guys, be good to yourselves. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Remember, go and tell someone you love them. I'll see you next time. Take care.